You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Chewbacca, this way. Marv! Take me to Han Solo and Princess Leia. I must warn you. New C-3PO that you can take apart, and other action figures each sold separately. What happened? Han, Leia, sneak attack. I'm all in pieces. What a mess. Put him down, Chewie. How's that, C-3PO? Wonderful. Marv! Chewie says you have great legs. Han Solo, new C-3PO with backpack and other action figures each sold separately from Kenner Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. Figures each sold separately presents Star Wars Great Legs. C3PO thought he heard the Wookiee searching for him. Of course, since he was damaged, he wasn't sure he was actually hearing him, or perhaps it was a shadow from his memory banks. His emergency backup systems were working overtime to keep him functional, even if it was barely. He wasn't sure how long his power would last, and his internal sensors informed him that he had 50% power. One moment, and then 32% power. The next, and 64% another moment. It was very frustrating for him. He could tell he was in a salvage pit, perhaps thrown in by those disgusting pig-like creatures. The Ugnaughts weren't much of a step up from the Jawas back on Tatooine. 3PO tried to calculate. Why are the short alien species the ones that always work in the salvage trade? If only he had the power to process it all, but these questions would have to wait while he focused his energy on keeping himself functional. He needed to see R2 again after all the things the little blue astrometric droid had done to annoy him over the years. He found his memories going back to his counterpart. If only R2 could see him now after crossing paths with an Imperial blaster. His head was barely attached to his torso, his arms and legs tossed among the scrap like so much forgotten trash. Yes, even the always optimistic R2-D2 might be inclined to agree. We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. There was another distinct growl. It was the Wookiee. Chewbacca, this way! The protocol droid did his best to turn his head. Maybe that would move his body enough so that the fuzzball could see him. If only he could wave an arm or move a leg, but the stormtrooper made sure that wouldn't happen. Why did he have to speak to that rude protocol droid? Why did he have to follow that astro droid beep? He knew it couldn't be R2, but he still went. And now he was paying the price. He saw the mighty Chewbacca climb down the scrap pit's ladder and was overcome with so much joy that he calculated he might blow a few relays. Lucky for him, that wasn't to be the case. Yes, I know I've gotten myself into a mess. Chewbacca picked up the droid's leg and looked at the damage. He reached into the pouch that dangled from his bandolier and pulled out a hydro spanner. It would take a while, but he was confident he could put the droid back together. No, 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 Chewbacca, there is no time. Take me to Han Solo and Princess Leia. I must warn them. I don't know how. Find a bag or something to put me in. Chewbacca turned and began pushing the pieces of scrap out of the way. 3PO watched and wondered how such a dull creature could fly the Millennium Falcon or be one of the best mechanics in the whole rebellion. He would need to purge those thoughts. After all, he would need the Wookiee to piece him back together later, and the last thing he would need were rogue thoughts ending up on a computer monitor. 
Chewbacca returned with the black bag and picked up the droid's torso and head before adding the limbs. He cut out the two holes in the sides and slipped it over his shoulders like a backpack. The droid was heavy, but not too much for the Wookiee's strength. He just wished he could use his climbing claws to get out of the bin, but the emergency ladder would work just fine. Since he had joined up with Han, he rarely had a chance to use his claws in a natural setting. He missed it. Chewbacca missed a lot of things. Stupid life debt. Once the pair was free of the scrap pit, it wasn't hard to find Han and Leia. Ever since they were stuck in the asteroid belt, the pair had been odder than usual. 3PO didn't understand most human behavior, but Chewbacca, on the other hand, knew exactly what was going on. Sexual tension. He just wished for once that Han would just stick a sock on the docking ramp so he would know that Han was giving the princess something that the smuggler had given so many others. The Tonica sisters, the Tweelit gal back on Nord Mandel, hell, even Greedo's sister. If Han wasn't going to give Leia the old Kessel Run, maybe he should. Then again, stupid life debt. What happened? Leia questioned as she saw Chewbacca lugging 3PO down the corridor. Chewbacca roared, but Leia's Shiriwook wasn't the best. She looked to the damaged droid for guidance. The Wookiee was annoyed. He had spent the time to learn the basic speech of humanoids. It wasn't too much to ask that a princess from Alderaan could spend some time learning his native language. Even Han knew it, and he was an Imperial Academy dropout. Chewbacca wanted to give her a piece of his mind. But in the end, he kept quiet. He kept quiet about a lot of things. Stupid life debt. Princess, he said that he found me in a junk pile. A junk pile? How did you end up there? Chewbacca was going to answer, but the droid cut him off. Han, Leia, sneak attack. I'm all in pieces. What a mess. Put him down, Chewie. Who attacked you? Stormtroopers. There are Imperial Stormtroopers here. He must be malfunctioning. There aren't any Stormtroopers here. How do you know that? Don't you remember on the Falcon? On our way here, I told you Lando has no love for the Empire. 3PO was going to speak. He knew he had been shot and thrown into the scrap heap. How else would it explain how he ended up in a bag strapped to a Wookiee? Then again, 3PO couldn't prove he wasn't malfunctioning. Perhaps he was still stuck in the scrap heap. Or worse, stuck in the Jawa Sandcrawler. Stuck in some infinite loop of processing memory. Maybe this was his memory banks letting him know that everything was going to be okay, as the rest of his body was being melted into some recycling furnace. 3PO wondered why he had such dark thoughts. Do you think you can repair him, Chewie? Lando has people who can fix him. I don't trust Lando. Remember the stormtroopers? I don't trust him either. He is my friend. Chewbacca just watched the two prattle on like sick teenagers. Even 3PO was growing tired of their endless games. He just wished Han would stick his disc into Leia's data port or however it was humans made it. Too bad those files were damaged. While the couple played their games, Chewie began putting 3PO back together. Within no time, he had reattached the droid's arm and one of his legs. Leia looked like she was impressed and perhaps finally offered the Wookiee a compliment. He was still sore about not receiving a medal back on Yavin, but deep down he knew all humans were racists. The Wookiee struggle would not be solved here. Instead of the praise, she ignored him and proceeded to pat the droid on the shoulder. How does that feel, C-3PO? Wonderful! Chewbacca had enough. He stood up carrying 3PO's remaining legs and roared. <laughs> Leia looked to Han confused. He just laughed nervously. <laughs> well, he said you had great legs. Oh. <laughs> no, he didn't. He called Leia's mother. Action figures, each sold separately, presents 
Star Wars Great Legs, written by Scotty O'White. C-3PO, portrayed by Carter Maynard. Princess Leia, portrayed by Elaine Abdallah. Han Solo, portrayed by John Cantese. Chewbacca, portrayed by himself. Your narrator was Max Wallace. Star Wars theme music by Fear No X. Produced by Stupid Mop Studios for the Mopcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Mopcast Network. Find us on the web at www.mopcast.com. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.